walk into my office. Once again, with the best of intentions, as so often happens, I've got a head full of ideas and I am ready to sit down and start writing. I'm ready to start working again on my new story or my novel or my novelette or novella or comic script or poem or whatever. And I am ready. I've got big ideas, big plans. This is going to be the day. I'm going to get started. I'm going to get up off my butt and sit down on my butt, and I'm going to start typing. I'm going to start writing. I'm going to create something new because that's what I do, man. I'm a writer. I'm a creative person. And yet, and yet, the siren song of the Internet filters through and distracts me. I start looking at different websites, and then I start thinking, oh, I'm tired. The clock is ticking. It's getting late. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm up to this after all. And and the last time I worked on something new was like over a week ago. How can I do this? How can I sit down? There are other things I could be doing that are related to my writing. I could update my website. I could record a podcast. <laughs> Hence the podcast. I could be updating my social media. I could be preparing for other tasks. I have a long, long to-do list of work related to my writing and publishing efforts, and it never seems to get any shorter. So isn't my time just as well spent if I'm working on those things instead of the writing? And so it goes. Another day passes. Another night passes, and I have written not a single word of new fiction And it's so very frustrating because this is like procrastination, baby. This is old school procrastination, just old school laziness. And it happens. And it's happening to me right now. I've got a lot of things to work on. And believe me, my time is not all poorly spent. Um, You know, I've been very busy working on various things. And I'll tell you about some of them as this podcast gets rolling. Uh, Speaking of podcasts, by the way, this is The Introverted Exhibitionist, uh, the 27th, I believe, the 27th edition of The Introverted Exhibitionist podcast. Uh, I am your host, as ever, uh, Robert Jashanik. I'm a USA Today bestselling author. I write a lot of science fiction, fantasy, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, But right now, I'm not really writing. And, you know, I have good excuses, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. I have good excuses here. Frankly, it's been a very busy time. We had two events within just a few days that required attendance out of town, right? So, like, last Thursday I had a thing. Then Sunday into Monday I had a thing out of town. I'm, You know, and I, it was a late night last night, so I didn't get up very early this morning, and... I'm a little bit logy, you know, I'll admit it. Um, and then also, it's that time of year. It's that time of year, which I love, springtime going into summer. And believe me, it's a wonderful time of year, especially where I live in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, where the weather is so often not all that pleasant. 
Uh, especially for certain months of the year, say from January to early May, mid-May, <laughs> late May, depending on the year. Um, it tends to be cloudy. It's somewhat like living on the moors, except without Sherlock Holmes. It's like being outside at night, you know, you hear the hound of the Baskervilles roaring off in the distance, and you're like, whoa, man, this is definitely creepy. This definitely fits in, you know? I feel compelled to write something Holmesian. I feel as if I'm being moved by the spirit of Conan Doyle. It happens. This is a great place for that kind of thing, believe me. But, you know, if you like sunshine and you like summertime, then when it rolls around, finally, which it is now finally starting to roll around, then there's a lot of things that you have. There are many things that you have to do, right, as a homeowner or even a renter or whatever, whatever you do. Um, there are lots of things to be done. You got to keep that lawn mode right now is twice a week mowing time, meaning you got to get out there twice a week or the lawn gets ahead of you. And there's nothing worse, nothing worse than an antagonistic lawn that's out ahead of you. You don't want to go there. So I got to keep mowing. And then you got to clean the mower and you got to trim the sidewalks and trim the fence line and you've got to sweep the trimmings off the sidewalks and you got to work on this and that. And the other thing is all, you know, plant the garden, plant the plants, mulch the beds. Uh, there are so many things to do this time of year. And right now, I mean, this is heavy duty right now, early summer, late spring. You just got to hit it hard. There's no other way around it. And, you know, the sun is up until late, you know, uh, or it's daylight, I should say, until like 8.30, 8.45. I mean, it's it's great. Believe me, I'm not a huge fan of the 5.30 p.m. sundown, okay? I don't love that. I don't love wintertime hours. Uh, but... Right now, it is making it tough for me to focus in and get to work. And I have got such a long list of stuff that I want to be working on. And so I'm being very uh, procrastinative, uh, lazy. <laughs> I'm putting things off, and it's not good. And it's not like me, and it's driving me crazy. My inner self is saying, hey, dude, come on, start typing. And my outer self is saying, oh, man, no, no way. Let's do the podcast. <laughs> so here I am, guys and women and everyone. I'm Bob, and I'm back, and it's great to talk to you. I'm glad you could make it. Believe me, um, there have been some changes here at the IE cast. You might not realize it, but if you check your uh, URL and fish around, check the RSSS RSS feed, you'll see um, some things have changed. I've moved to a different provider, one who doesn't charge me rent like the old one did, just for having a podcast up. Um, I said goodbye to my former place, and um, technically, you know, I'm still there, but not for long. That's going to uh, wrap up very soon, and uh, not a moment too soon. I'm happy to say that I'm moving on to Anchor FM which is supposed to be a seamless, invisible kind of transition, so you might not notice it. But uh, either way, uh, good to be here on Anchor FM, and I hope things are going to change soon, and this is going to become an even more exciting and engaging and fun and informative podcast. These are the goals. Uh, so stay tuned for lots more excitement here on the IE cast. It's coming up, believe me, lots more happening here in the immediate future. If I can get myself in gear... And stop putting things off and blowing things off. And, you know, I'm too hard on myself. I mean, I've been busy. I've been very 
busy. Uh, lots of good excuses, but still, uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather be working on the writing when I've got the time. I have to say, I love writing. I am a writer. That's how it works. A friend of mine came up with an expression for determining whether your activities are worthy of your time consumption. Uh, it's Wibbo, W-I-B-B-O-W. Would I be better off writing? He suggested using that as a uh, litmus test for anything that you're considering doing at any given time. Would I be better off writing? And, you know, usually things don't pass that test. So is the podcast worthy? Does it pass the Wibbo test? Uh, This time it does, yes, because I haven't done one since March. Ooh, don't tell anybody. But here I am again. And so we're talking about procrastination. I know that's not unique to the writer, but it's a, it's a thing that hits writers hard sometimes, especially when you come out of a project and, you know, things get busy and you get distracted and you have what uh, my other friend and mentor calls life roles, which is when things happen that are sort of out of your control and they you know, distract you. And it can be difficult. It can be tricky. So I'm hoping to fight myself out of this. Oh my God, tonight was supposed to be the night I was going to write the first words, you know, and just sit down at the word processing program on my machine and just start typing at least a few words. That's always my goal. And in fact, that typically works to get me moving again. And that is to sit down and just say, I don't care what I write, as long as I write something. And as long as I get a few words down, on the screen, on the page. That's all that counts. And believe me, that that works. It's a, it's a really good system, but I know it didn't work tonight, but uh, I'm kind of out of it. So as you might have noticed from my very sluggish, lethargic delivery this evening, I seem to be dragging a bit. Um, probably should have made this a several cup of coffee day, but uh, it didn't happen that way. So here I am on the IE cast once again. I wanted to tell you about a couple of things I'm working on. Uh, this cast is brought to you by my current projects. And those include a brand new collection of fiction, a brand new collection of short stories titled Cosmic Conflicts. Cosmic Conflicts. If I remember, I'm going to throw the link in the notes for the show when I'm done here, when I'm done recording. But Cosmic Conflict is, as the name suggests, a series of stories that revolve around conflicts in science fiction settings. And some of my favorite stories are in this collection. Some really cool stories that I can't believe I didn't collect elsewhere sooner. Uh, Some of them are really recent. Uh, One of them is uh, The 1970s Must Die, which is from... My anthology, you might, have re- you might remember that one. It was a pretty cool story. It was in my antholo- the anthology that I published a, two years ago called Space 1975. Uh, and it, it, it was a, an anthology that I published through a Kickstarter and had a great lineup of authors. Oh, my goodness. It was a great set. Really happy with the way that one came out. Anyway, my story in there, um, The 1970s Must Die, uh, is in the new, uh, the new book, Cosmic Conflicts. Uh, I, I have some really good ones in there that, uh, that I know you're going to enjoy. So, you know, make sure you pick this up. It's available wherever you buy your ebooks, uh, including uh, Amazon, Google Play, Apple, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, you name it. It's out there all over the place and in some of our finer foreign establishments as well, foreign markets, 
foreign distributors. Um, so, you know, make sure you check it out. Hope I'm going to have a paperback out sometime soon, but that's not out there quite yet. But believe me, this is a really cool collection of stories. And I wanted to have the TOC up in front of me before I got started, but somebody forgot to do that. Give me one second. Let me take a look. La, 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 la. Da, 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 da. Hello. Almost. Almost. I said, be patient. Hang in there. Okay. Here are some of the stories. Uh, and there's, there's some humorous stuff in here, too. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of humor in this one. <laughs> I didn't realize. I mean, I did, but I didn't really think it through um, this evening. Um, so, okay, one of, the, one of the stories is an infinite number of idiots. An infinite number of idiots, which is a, sort of a, a riff on Star Trek. Uh, and, and it's, um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's like uh, the crew of a starship encounters an alien uh, race, and they have um, an unpleasant uh, first contact situation that leads to infinite punishments and it's it's uh it got a humorous side but it's also got a horrific side to it as well i also have an, a story in here called um the asteroid that stays crunchy in milk the asteroid that stays crunchy in milk and what is that well you might recall a cereal from some years back which i think is still available in stores i think it's in one of my local stores in fact and it was called quisp and this is not a commercial for Quisp cereal, though it would be cool to have them as a sponsor. I would love that because I loved Quisp. It was such an awesome cereal. And I especially loved it because it had a cartoon character on the box who was an alien with a propeller beanie on his head. And he flew around in outer space and had adventures and ate Quisp cereal, which was really just Captain Grunch in different shapes. It was supposed to be shaped like flying saucers, though that's kind of a stretch. But anyway, this story is sort of a riff on that. Certainly not ripping off Quisp, because that would be a bad thing. But it's a similar idea, right? Um, and it's about a guy who's like leading this very uh, vivid fantasy life, and he's sort of like in and out of this fantasy world in which these sort of serial box space-time mascot characters are having an adventure, and he's one of them. But then when he comes out of that fantasy, he's actually in a really really realistic and terrible situation from which he can't escape. So it's kind of a kind of a cool story. It's one of my favorites. I mean, I really loved it. So I, I think you're going to like that one too. And then, of course, everyone knows humans have quintuple wiggle sticks. That's another story in Cosmic Conflicts. Yes, there's a lot of humor in that one. It's a whacked out story. I don't even know where to begin to tell you about that one, but uh, you'll enjoy it. Now, on the more serious side, we have from the Journal of Traumatic Warfighter Mutation, which is a space marine story, and uh, Chariots of the Godless, and The Dragon with the Girl Tattoo, which is, I think, my favorite title that I've ever come up with, I think. The Dragon with the Girl Tattoo, right? It's, and it's a serious story, and it, but it's also a fun story, and, and I think think you're going to love that story, especially. It, it jumps out at me as, as one of my favorites. Um, so anyway, got a lot of stories in there, and, and I hope you'll check it out, okay? Like I said, I'm going to try to throw the link in, but you, you can just search for it anywhere online or just Google it. Cosmic Conflicts and my last name would be helpful, Jashonic, and you'll find it. It's out there, man, and it's got a beautiful cover on it from Ben Baldwin. All props to Ben Baldwin of 
London, England. He's an awesome artist, and he does a lot of great work for, for me and for Pie Press, my company, and for Blast Off Books and Busted Books. He's a just an all-around great guy, too. So make sure you check that out. Support Ben Baldwin. Support Bob Scribe and all those kind of cool things. So that's like the big project for this month, the one that I really wanted to talk about the most. I also have a story out there called I Plank. I as in A-Y-E as in pirates. I Plank which has been out for a little while, but you might not have heard about it or checked it out yet. And you can find it. Just search for the name on Amazon. I'll try to throw the link in the notes, but in the meantime, check it out on, on the Zon um, or, or wherever. Look it up on you know, wherever. It's, it's all over the place. I've published it everywhere. And it's a really cool story. I plank. It's a pirate ship story, right? Told from the point of view of the plank. As in, you know, the plank that the pirates make people walk on to do away with them. Okay? So it's got a little sense of humor. It's got a very unique point of view. But it's also a serious story and an action-packed story, an exciting story, and definitely delivers on the pirate ship adventure uh, genre. So check it out. There's, speaking of, there's a show I'm watching right now with my wife. Our Flag Means Death is the title of the show. It's on, uh, oh, HBO Max, okay? And no, this is not an advertisement. I'm not getting paid for this. Uh, It's a really funny show. Check it out and give it a chance, okay? Because like the first episode or two were a little bit slow, in my opinion, but it really picks up. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it really picks up when a certain character shows up and things start to kick into higher gear. It's a definitely a, a pirate comedy, show and and yet it has adventure in it and very real character development very very solid show very entertaining lots of fun and did i mention taika waititi is involved yes yes he of the thor movies and what we do in the shadows and everything else he's like a director on and producer of the show and also a star of the show so you've got to check it out it has a guy in it from the flight of the concords so if you like that like the guy who was their manager on that show, he's the main pirate on this. And it really like hits me because it features a character, um, uh, the gentleman pirate, right? Uh, and, and he's a character, Steed Bonnet, right? I had written a story about him and Blackbeard um, which you can find on and search it out. Please, please do. Please do. Feel free to search out that particular story. It's called Blackbeard's Aliens. You can find it anywhere. Just search for it, man. And um, it stars both of those characters. So I was writing fiction about them uh, with uh, an exciting uh, and yet slightly humorous um, angle um, long before this show. So it has a special place in my heart because of that. So make sure you check it out. It's it's very cool. But anyway, you know, buy my other story. I comma plank. I comma plank. I plank by Robert Jashanak. Check that out. Uh, I got a lot of other good things. I want to tell you about one more thing. And that is I wrote an essay about Stargate. Remember that TV show? There well there were several of them, right? And um, there's a new book out called um, Unauthorized Offworld Activation exploring the Stargate franchise. And I have two essays in that book. And one of them is about a character who was sort of a 
uh, a dark figure, shall we say, a complicated character in the universe TV series, Stargate Universe, SGU, otherwise known as. And, um, and then there's another, uh, another essay that I wrote in, in the book as well, which is also cool, about the serialized nature of Stargate Universe and also um, Stargate Origins, which came around um, later. So um, it came along later. So it's a, it's a really awesome set of essays, um, including work by, you know, all kinds of great folks. Keith R.A. DeCandido, you might have heard of that gentleman. His work is in there. Joe Duffy, who is a very renowned uh, writer of comics for Marvel and, and others for many years. She is an essay in this book. There are a lot of great writers in here. Rich Handley. Um, all kinds of great folks. And the introduction is written by um, a, a guy who was one of the stars of the show um, back in the day. Or he was in the movie and then also in the show. I don't know. I get confused. <laughs> what can I say? I'm so busy procrastinating that I can't be bothered to, you know, get my, my thoughts in a, in a straight line here. But um, check that out. That's available now. And again, I'm going to try to throw the link in the notes, hopefully, with any luck, if I remember to do it. And I got another project which is in the works right now. I don't usually talk about my projects, but this is one that I want to start to generate some interest in because it's a really fun project. Over the last bunch of years, I've written stories about a local department store that closed down many years ago called Glosser Brothers. And each of these stories focused on a different holiday, like Christmas at Glossers, Easter at Glossers, Fourth of July at Glossers. And there's a lot of love for Glosser Brothers Department Store. Okay, so people love these stories. And, and I wrote a big history of the Glosser Brothers Department Store a while back as well called Long Live Glossers. And it, it's, it's a story not only of a store and a company, but also of an American family, right, with roots in Eastern Europe, with roots in Judaism, um, who, you know, came to a certain town here in America, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and encountered various setbacks and yet went on to become an American success story, a huge success, scaled the heights, and um, created something memorable that people still go back to and, and love and talk about. And, and so anyway, I, I write these, I've been writing these holiday stories for years, and now I'm going to collect them all together into a book that's going to be coming out at holiday time. So if you love Glosser Brothers or department store stories in general, or my work, period, um, you're going to want this book, and it's going to be available in a hardback edition just in time for the holidays. And I'm working on that. I'm going to add some new stories to it that you can't get anywhere else. And I haven't decided exactly how I'm going to publish it or if I'm going to do a Kickstarter first or if it's just going to come out. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I have to work out. But I wanted you to be the first to know because I haven't talked about this anywhere else or written about it anywhere else. You're the first to know. This is going to happen. This is the year because I've got great stories, great material, and some, oh, man, do I have a great idea. And that's what I wanted to work on tonight, bringing us back around full circle to the subject at hand of procrastination, putting stuff off, laziness. Ah, I've got a great idea for one of the stories in the book. And I have the notes right beside me. I came up with them um, after a long night last night, a long night of fun at a friend's daughter's wedding. And, um, 
and I have, you know, I have the idea now. I'm like, because until then I was like, I don't know. Where where is this going to go? How am I going to do this? Uh, But now, oh, but I can't wait. I can't wait. But I don't feel like I'm up for it tonight. So I'm going to give it one more, one more day at the risk of putting things off too long. It's one of those things that once you get in the habit of working hard and, and being productive, you don't want to mess with that. <laughs> you don't want to damper with success because it's so hard to get yourself into that frame of mind. At least it was for me. I spent many years in the wilderness uh, just not being as productive as I could. And, and now I'm finally in a place where I write a lot. And, and I enjoy it. I love it. I feel bereft if I'm not being productive. And I don't want to tamper with that. I don't want to lose that thread, man, because it was so hard to get it integrated. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest with you. You know, a lot of times you don't hear writers talk about this kind of stuff. Or if they do, they sort of gloss over it or dress it up in some way that maybe reflects more positively on them and their work. I'm not going to do that. I'm laying it on the line here, folks. It's not easy. It's not easy to be consistently productive. And sometimes it can wear you down. I'll tell you that. But, you know, it's a fine line, too, because it is also very possible to go too far in the direction of productivity. And that's what I wanted to talk about here in our closing thoughts on the IE cast. And that is, you know, all work and no play makes Jack a doll boy, right? You've heard that before. It's a typing exercise, but there's also some truth to it. It's also a truism. And I have been down that road before, and I know I'm not alone. I've talked to other folks, and they've gone that way too. And it is very possible to work yourself too hard on the writing and to just push way, way too hard until one morning you wake up and you stretch and you think for a moment and you realize suddenly or not so suddenly that you're just not enjoying your life anymore (laughs) because all you're doing is writing and working and writing and working and publishing and editing and writing and working and uh, it can wear you down man as you might know from your own travails, which might or might not involve writing and publishing. If you don't take time off, if you don't find downtime, if you don't take a freaking vacation once in a while, you will burn yourself out. You get to a moment and you say, wow, this is it? This is my life? This is all I'm going to do is sit in his chair and type? This is all I'm going to do? And I mean, it's great. I mean... You know, you're being productive, you're publishing, you're getting your words on the page, and people are sharing your thoughts and ideas, and that's exciting. That's why you do it. That's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. And you're making some money at it too, right? Maybe you're not making a living at it, or maybe you are. But if all you do is push, 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 you get to a point where sometimes you realize that you're just not digging your life so much anymore. It happens. Oh, man. And it can be, it can be painful. And I have been there before more than once. P.
because I sometimes it seems I don't learn from the past. <laughs> and so it just repeats itself again and again. You know, in my defense, it's so hard to balance because, like I said, you don't want to lose the thread of productivity uh, to, to, the, to the beast of procrastination. Rah! Sit and do nothing. Never do anything. Never publish. Never write. You don't need it. Relax. Enjoy your life. You only go around once. Sit back. Kick back. Have a drink. Have fun. You know? And it's not good to go all the way in one direction or the other, I guess is what I'm saying. So what I'm trying to share with you, what I'm trying to convey, my friends, on the other side of the microphone here in Podcastia, is that you should be aware that it's not so great to do nothing but procrastinate and goof off. But it's similarly not so great to do too much and to get caught up in the whirl because, boy, you can quite easily go way too far down that road until you're just exhausted, burned out, and you can do more damage long-term than you really should to yourself and your writing machine. You can hurt yourself. I have been down that road. You can get the point, you can get to the point where you just don't want to do it anymore, period. And that's no good either. So you got to balance it. You got to do your best to balance it. It's not easy. And keep in mind, this is spoken as one who has other responsibilities but does not have all the responsibilities that everyone that others may have. I don't have kids. Okay? I'm a homeowner. I have a full-time day job. Oh, I shouldn't have told you that secret. <laughs> but there it is. It's out there now. Um, you know, so I'm busy, but I'm sure not nearly as busy as many of you are um, with things other than writing. So I don't glibly say, you know, Wibbo, would I be better off writing? Apply this to everything you'd consider doing. Uh, you know, just work, get productive, stop procrastinating, stop being lazy, butt in chair, fingers on keyboard, type, write, do it now, stop putting it off. I don't say any of that lightly, and, and I hope you don't think that, but it's, these are things that you should think of as a writer and that you need to think of and that you need to consider and predict and prepare for. Because if you don't, you can go way too far one direction. Oh, or... Way too far in the other direction. And then and that's, that's no good either. So trust me, it's not so great to go too far down one road or the other. And there's nothing wrong with taking some downtime. Contrary to my sitting here and moping about it tonight, I'm just irritated because I didn't start my story as planned, but I'm going to start it tomorrow. I'm going to start it tomorrow one way or another. Come heck or high water, I promise you that. And I want you to hold me to that pledge. To all your friends to listen to my podcast and to keep sending great thought vibes to me and to help me, to inspire me to get typing tomorrow, okay? Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Let's make it happen, okay? Come on. Get me off my butt. Get me off my keister. But not so much that I drive myself crazy. Okay, we can just keep going in loops here for the rest of the, you know, evening. We could make this a six-hour podcast instead of a whatever, 40-minute, 45. I don't know what it is now.
longer than I had expected, actually. So, um, no, actually, it's not too bad. About a half hour. And that's about right, I think, for the IE cast, the Introverted Exhibitionist podcast. That's it for this time. Thanks again for joining me. I hope you'll be back next time because I always enjoy having you aboard. You know, you're like the reason I do this. Without you, why bother putting a podcast out there? Why bother writing? Why bother doing anything if not to share it with others and to be part of the network, part of the web, part of the world, part of humanity? That's why we're here, my brothers, my sisters, everybody. That's why we're here. You can't forget that. So, um, thanks again for joining me. Please remember to check me out on the social media. You can find me on Facebook as uh, Robert Jashanik. You know, look in the show notes for the spelling on the name. It's a little tricky. You can find me on Twitter as at the Fictioneer. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me all over the darn place. Um, also, check out Robert's Readers. It's a uh, group on Facebook where you can get free... Jashonic fiction to read. Okay, lots of good stuff there. It's a nice community. Check it out. You can also subscribe to my newsletter at newsletter.blastoffbooks.net. I promise I won't send it so often that it bothers you. It'll be just the right amount of times, the right number of times, and you will enjoy it. There's gonna there's lots of fun stuff and lots of great news and information and I'm thinking about switching it up really soon into something completely new and different that you might really enjoy. So I think you're going to want to get on board really soon, okay? Newsletter.blastoffbooks.net. And finally, if you want to check out my main website, go to bobscribe.com where all the latest news that's fit to print can be found, at least when I keep it up to date. And no, it's not up to date right now, but I'm going to try to get to it next if I don't procrastinate too much. Thanks again for joining me here on the Introverted Exhibitionist Podcast. Always a joy to have you. Thanks for being here. Remember to tune in next time for another exciting, action-packed, dramatic, hyper-realistic, incredible, mind-bending, thought-twisting, brain-warping, worldview-changing edition of the IE Cast. Cast.